obviously it being like a closeted matter you're not going to be able to like just talk about it with your dad and be like hey dad how do i put my dick in another man or how do i receive a dick glad to be back here <laughs> i just flipped off a switch i know i know i was like we were sitting there I'm like all right noah like test your mic and he's like hello and i was like you're it's not how you're gonna talk the entire time i've like noticed your octaves like go like 20 levels higher than this <laughs> now I'm, I'm i'm well rehearsed you I'm are well rehearsed yeah we're established yeah. now we're a little maria got me into the podcasting game yes uh, well before you hop into this okay, wait i want to cheers perfect. you cheers me with your oh my god i Coke. forgot okay it's a Dr. Pepper Mr. Pip. It's, it's flat. El Taco, apparently there's two there's right two. next to Maria's house and one's better than the other. And I yeah. went to the bad one. So for people that don't know, I literally live across. Like on the left side is one Del Taco, on the right is another. They, yeah. You can see them from one another. And yeah. they're notoriously known that the one on the left is just far worse than the one mm-hmm. on the right. And yet both of them have survived for like 15 years. Right. So it's just a, such a shocking yeah. experience every time. Um, <laughs> but the fact that you went to Del Taco before this yet again. so <laughs> It's a routine. So when we come back for episode three, I like it. Del Taco and you're uh, going to have whatever drink. And this is just coffee, but I like to keep it in this, like the tumbler because it stays hot. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyways, for those that don't know, this is the second episode back with Noah. So the first one we talked about um, just like gender fluidity and all the, oh and um, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the documentary Gnarly name? Gnarly stuff. Um, gender code. <laughs> Thank you. The yeah. gender code. I was like, yeah. I don't know why it was like it right was at the. So good. Listening back to that. Yeah. Very humble. It was so amazing. I kind of want to like rewatch it again. And then I know you'd linked out a bunch of resources. So for anybody that's extremely curious, and I know I talk about it all the time, but, um, go listen back to Noah's episode. It's, it's super enlightening, but since then you have actually been in the works of drum roll. You want to break the news? I am releasing the Know It All podcast. By the time this is edited and has come out, uh, the first episode and probably the second will have been released. Um, It's basically, you know, first episode we dive in, the irony behind being a know-it-all, and it's Noah at all. Mm -hmm. See what I did there? (laughs) We'll we'll link you up. (laughs) Perfect. Um, and you know, just going about documenting our life because why not live actively? And Maria gave me a great gift of storytelling and like, mm-hmm. I love it. So thank you. I'm, appreciate it. I'm seriously so excited. <laughs> I think that you're going to have so much to say too. And you've already tested the like kind of editing process and like, mm-hmm. no, and I've talked so many times and he's like, wait, how do I do this and this? And I'm like, I promise you it is so much easier once you just like get the equipment and edit and, and do, do it. it. You're just like, Oh, I kind of get it. But it's like always just scary, I think, jumping into anything, whatever, like either career you're in or like a small side project. And yeah. it's a revolving door. I talked mm-hmm. my banker into starting a podcast. Shut the up. The guy who gave me my loan, he was like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to start one. I was like, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Here are my links to follow, subscribe. I was, uh, I'm a prodigy of yada yada, you'll be a prodigy and then we'll keep going. You'll let the thing. And he was super like into psychedelics and stuff. I'm like, go talk about Ooh. it. Yeah. Like. People want to hear that. And if you're open about it, 
Yeah. I mean, but there's so much that's interesting um, in regards to like psychedelics because I think that a lot lot of people look at something like shrooms or acid and they're like, well, we don't understand. Like, what's the experience? It's just so bad. And I'm like, well, you can get like the natural side of things. Mm. You can microdose. There's Mm -hmm. like so many studies that have been done Mm -hmm. on microdosing. Um, Again, it's just a whole different world and there's no like real education about it because it's been like a schedule one for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Anyways, what's the, do you want to give people like a quick little, maybe like 15 to 30 second elevator pitch on what your pod is about? Um, just ranging topics, um, documenting life, uh, bringing up my lessons and like, yes, it's me speaking for myself, but I want you to allow yourself, like, I thank you for giving your mental health and your physical body the time to sit down, listen And just, if you don't have a therapist, not everyone can afford one. If you don't have someone to talk to, or you've continued really bad patterns your entire life that you're afraid of, of admitting to, anything like that, like, breathe with me. Like, allow yourself the space to think and time to think. Like, just go with me on the journey. It might be me talking, but it's you thinking. So, just take that with you as you see, and, like, we can be, ironically, know-it-alls together and just, like, live. <laughs> live freely, y'all. <laughs> Click subscribe button 70 times. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait. And then, obviously, this um, this podcast will be released by the time you're out, so I'll just share. I'll, obviously, like, I'll share your yeah, pods. So I'm yeah. sure people will see it by then, but um, if you're listening to it, then versa. forget. Be like, mm. Get in that. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll link everything out, but I'm super excited for you. I'm proud of you. Um, yeah, podcasts are, like, a really fun podcast passion project and Mm -hmm. you obviously know that you have flexibility and how you want to run it which is really cool too like you know nobody's telling you what to do it's just like your own space and literally in an attic space fucking which is even the best a baby stool that that's the first episode i have since upgraded from a baby stool but i was like same thing i didn't think of books to put underneath my mic i'm like it's a little low i need to be like lower so i got the baby stool instead of my desk chair i don't know it's like six two six three we have to like prop his mic up on books too yeah, you know, we're just here for the ride. I'm here for the ride. Um, okay, well, I don't, I don't have like a fluid way to like pivot this, so let's just get into get it. Get into it. Let's get into it. So last time we talked, I know we ended the pod, and we basically were like, dude, we got to do this again. And one yeah. of the things you brought up was that you were super interested in talking about um, same-sex marriage. So I guess like I want to just like hop in. So um, if anything, I can always like open up with like a couple. Um, a couple facts so like as of right now legally so acceptable in all 50 states which is really rad and i if you want to kind of break down the keep the going rule. right now like, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll in. get in there but one of the things that i found was super interesting was i guess nationwide data says that there's been a huge reduction in suicide rates among teens since the i'm gonna butcher this um obergfell and hot versus hodges obergfell versus hodges yes thank yeah, you yeah, yeah. yes but um, there have been, it has been said that there have been 134,000 um, lower suicide attempts in, um, in gay teens, which I thought was just so fascinating. I mean, it only makes sense, but just to see kind of like the numbers full force. Um, but do you kind of want to talk about like what the ruling meant, kind of like timeline, things like that? If not, I can kind of break down like the logistics. No, so you're going to the end of the Obama era yeah. and like legalizing like marriage between all things because marriage is such a like a home essence. Like the word mm-hmm. is very capulating with like family mm-hmm. and just associating that. So it it totally makes sense like bringing that word and allowing it um, freedom for all people. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, it makes sense why younger people would adapt to that and like the idea of having a healthy living and a healthy home would be more palatable and like a future because like in many ways like a lot of same-sex couples went years without ever being able to make the official like commitment to each other yeah like by the regulation of what it was before mm-hmm. that and um which is very sentimental and it's like it it is a perspective that I'm not in. I'm very privileged to be one of those people that are raised on the basis of that we're going forward with it because in California, it's been legalized for a while. Yeah. Um, way before 2015. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so when it was across the board, that's an awesome number. And it's definitely like all optimism saying like it should continue. And like as a nation, there's it's now I feel like we're moving into a safe space of like it expanding into other topics mm-hmm. as far as legalizing just more about being free I, yeah. yeah just like gender expression in a whole and like respecting people's space um yeah the basis of like the legalization between the actual decision Obergefell versus Hodges which you know you can never disrespect the other side it's not your place to judge, but it is your place to respond. And Will you kind of break that down? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So if in Ogreville versus Hodges, the prosecution is basically saying, actually, I don't know if it's what the side arguing against mm-hmm. gay marriage um, related it to the idea and Salido and um, Scalia were very adamant about saying like this has been around for a long time because back in like the Roman and early early days you had same-sex couples that were on high praise but they were usually in a very dominating way that the old man would choose a young like pretty Mm -hmm. sorry um pretty like suitor that's they were referred to as suitors and they were praised but they were never allowed marriage. So if that principle laid in for years and like has never changed, and the idea that they really argued for the definition of marriage, like the actual definition of marriage hasn't changed for a millennia. Why would it change now? What about it? And it's hard giving that perspective and like relaying it as far as saying like, well, like judges, because you have to be very honorable in the way you address the court, mm-hmm. you just have to say like, and hope and pray that like, you're arguing for the now, like you have to see it now. And yeah. like their fears were if they change this now, will it harm the future? So that's the biggest responsibility behind the Supreme Court is their decisions overall are impacting the lifetime because you can't go back on the basis like you can't change it if you're going forward you have to continue to go forward they always go back to past cases to make reference to the the nows that's the best way for them to decide and so it's hard addressing that ignorance is a is a one way you can word it it's the easiest for me to word it because obviously listening to that like i listened to all three hours of testimony prosecution debate everything between i mean it's a really easy listen like if you follow through like you're also um god god bless ruth bader ginsburg because she was 
R.I.P. The baby. Tr- yes, she mm-hmm. was the Trojan horse yeah. when it came to this case because she guided the defense like through questioning. She, you can definitely see it, and Sotomayor as well. Both were very good about handling because Scalia and Salito were very against it, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, they had pre-established motive. I would it it it, came, it fell under the same way that. Um, uh, Sotomayor and uh, Ginsburg did they helped drive the que- line of questioning as far as like they know the law so well they yeah. they had it in the back of their hands and this is the it's so like it's my like kink as far as like I can listen to this I'm like oh I'm following I'm following like it's very stimulating to the yeah. brain and like you have people that are like they're basically leading down like please say it this way so we can make a correction this way so Ruth Bader Ginsburg was that like correction. She spoke a lot and she also, because if it doesn't get said, they can't leave it into questioning. Yeah. So if you don't bring up, why is this red? They can't bring it up in their debate. So if you know, you need to establish why a color's red, this is just for example, say mm-hmm. you as the judge have the ability. And this is the scariest part about having a case in front of this they can interrupt you at any any given time. Yeah. And you have to respect them. They could talk and waste your 30 minutes because you only get 30 minutes. Yeah. They could literally use it all. What I don't understand is that um, why would the opposing party assume that this would ruin like the constitute a marriage? Like, are they looking at it from like, well, obviously like it kind of began on like the religious standpoint. So if you're looking at it like biblically, I mean, I guess I can kind of like understand that saying like, oh, it was written in, you know, the amendments like X, Y, and Z. And then we're kind of like breaking, you know, these like old school, like laws that we're continuing to follow. Like, was there any other argument that was prevalent? Um, you know, I have to think about this for a sec. That's okay. It really, it, it there was no main drive besides changing it and its effect it would have um it, it was very interesting because like for me it's like almost like i've i listened to it i thought about it i've processed that information like that was the only thing that stuck with me the other information was very like why would you even mention it mm-hmm. otherwise if you were just really trying to tackle it from a place of saying like this shouldn't happen yeah if you were hired to do a job so you're gonna pull the entire case file out and you're gonna find every little scrap piece that's going to help your defense or your argument you're going to bring that up in hopes that person can give rat's ass whether or not this goes through they're just trying to make it not that's their job at the end of the day as a lawyer so when it came to the defense or not the defense but the prosecution it really i don't know that was the i don't think there was a very valid (laughs) yeah point of saying there is a great reason to question what its effect will have on the future if you didn't hold that responsible and you didn't question that, you'd be doing the service of our country a big d- disgrace, in my opinion. Like, that is the responsibility of the court is to take all past and all present mm-hmm. and impact the future. And you're saying on both sides? On both sides. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're in a favorable position of saying, like, um, and this goes across everything as far as guns yeah. and, like, all the very massive topics. Like, these need to be debated and, like, held to the highest standard because they're so serious mm-hmm. and they go so deep. Um, as much as you would love to just say, like, no, I'm right. I, I'm i a gay man mm-hmm. and, like, I deserve to have love with another gay man and we deserve to go legally in court. Like, we deserve to have this. 
Yeah. But I think it's just, yeah, it, it just, <laughs> it I is, mean, it's it frustrating. Is, it is. But at the same time, it's yeah. like, cause it's I want to argue this and be like, well, I don't understand how you just legally can't even recognize somebody for loving the, I don't know. I mean, I can take into, so I can take this into a whole that. argument because we agree on the issue. Yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. it's like thinking of how somebody can, I guess, like disagree with that statement. But mm-hmm. then you look at the folks that are extremely religious and they, I mean, I think that this goes down to like the Bible, um, mm-hmm. and like how they lead their entire lives. Yeah. And, which it's not my position, I'm, and I, I I talk about this in my own podcast. It's not my position to say you were wrong, and for me to invalidate the way you were brought up. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not gonna tread those waters. I don't think it's fair. Yeah. And to hold like a conversation, I'm not gonna come from a place of moralistic integrity and say mm-hmm. I'm higher than you. You are not <laughs> as high yeah. as me. And if someone was greatly concerned about me being gay and greatly concerned with my gender expression and on the basis of religion it's my personal choice not everyone has to even agree with me on this as far as if it's something that i walk with it's a lot easier and it's a lot more comfortable to be happy because if i can just say we respectfully disagree and you cannot bring it up and i cannot bring it up and live in that place of like solidarity as far as being human to human unless you cross the line by bringing violence into it that's a completely different ball game well don't you think that bridges like gender equality i don't know because then you're saying heterosexual and homosexual couples don't have the same rights right which is basically what this ruling i mean i'm i'm just playing a devil's advocate here into that thinking right because basically now if with this ruling on um in what is it 2015 yeah i almost Mm -hmm. said 2016 in 2015 um basically you know homosexual couples now have the fundamental right to get married Mm -hmm. right and to think that it took that long for that kind of equality, yeah, like for me, it's just like generally shocking. It's like almost saying like, you know, like women can't drive or women can't have the same rights as a male or mm-hmm. like the gender pay gap or like all of these like other things that we can kind of bring into question maybe. So I guess more or less what I'm saying is not for me to judge them for having that opinion, but me responding in education as far as gotcha. like providing my perspective, my yeah. upbringing as well. And like respecting them in a way that they, I'm not discrediting their way that they were brought up. I don't want them to discredit mine. Yeah. So I'm allowing that way to be a two way street. There are places and conversation where that can be cut off. And like you at the, I, at the end of the day will walk on and continue the, like not saying that person's a lost hope, but they just need time. Or at least that's my optimism speaking mm-hmm. for itself as far as saying like time hopefully will solve everything. You know, they say that as like a little euphemism, but like, yeah, it's, it's not something that you're going to exhaust yourself. And then maybe you'll meet someone sooner that you can change the perspective or at least educate them on a perspective that's healthier mm-hmm. and allowing this like platform of, you know, equality and what that means to everyone. Yeah. Because it definitely means something different to the, how you were born and how you were raised yeah. and how you were brought up. And we had, I mean, we had an earlier discussion about like systemic racism mm-hmm. and like people, you know, voting for a certain party because mm-hmm. of how they were raised, how they were brought up, mm-hmm. what their exposure was, um, diversifying their friend circle and stuff. So yeah. I think that that could, that absolutely plays into it. I think it's just because you and I have such like a diverse like upbringing and friends group and understanding of like the world. And obviously we still have so much more to learn. Exactly. Um, it's just, it's hard to like 
understand that if people are like that's so so like one um i don't want to say like single-minded but maybe like single-minded single-roaded mm. whatever the phrase or expression is yeah so Ooh, you know what I found out today? Um, Mass- well, no, well, I guess I did find out. But Maryland was the first state in 2004 in the U.S. to actually, um, I'm sorry, to, in the U.S. and the world to actually legalize gay marriage. And I didn't know that it was actually Maryland. I thought it was Massachusetts. Um, I wrote down Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I literally thought it was Massachusetts this entire time. My mm. home state's Massachusetts. So okay. I, I've always, Massachusetts has done guess, a man. lot. Maybe we should. I know. We're going to double guess. I'm going to have you keep talking. But now I'm like, did I just like not write this down (laughs) correctly? I mean, you could totally be right. You probably are. I definitely, I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. Same sex marriage. Okay. We're Googling this. Wow. Okay. You're correct. It's Massachusetts. (laughs) I just can't write. So everyone ignore me. (laughs) I'm a dumbass. But yeah, Massachusetts. Go for them. I'm going to cross Massachusetts historically yeah big state in like the blue and as far as like human rights has been a pioneer in women's rights and like you there's a lot i I don't want to toot our own horns and say like go boston but like go boston yeah that's really great (laughs) and then yeah by 2014 same-sex marriage became legal in in states that contain more than 70 percent of the population of the u.s population which i thought was fairly interesting as well and that's a whole lifetime for two generations Mm -hmm. of people that did not get that right yeah but i guess like moving forward from um same-sex marriage i know we wanted to talk a little bit about adoption too and i've had a couple friends that were in same-sex marriages that were trying to adopt and they had had you know a a really rough time um and like you know obviously like different provisions and all that but what i found interesting was that in the 21st century, um, since the 90s, that adoption for same-sex couples had actually tripled, which makes perfect sense. I think as like more liberal, liberal as we get, and the more you know, same-sex marriage is you know getting normalized, um, normalized right, and legally accepted. And then, yeah. So, and then on June 17, 2017, the Supreme Court ruled that all states to treat same-sex uh, couples equally when it comes to adoption. Which is insane to think that it's 2017. Yeah. And there was going to be another ruling between um, Texas and California. I believe it was this past... Fuck the Texans. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm only questioning the same thing in a different legal sentence. Okay. You know, and yeah. that's the thing about legality is it can always be brought up in a different term to disqualify yeah. a different thing if one thing's been overruled we'll just go into a different paraphrasing yeah and so and thank god it didn't go through Mm -hmm. um but with going back to like yeah it's 2017 as far as in the court's eyes like this is what you know it's fearful that you think about it on a scale like who's probably looking to adopt the most it would be same-sex couples that can't or like a man and man that can't physically produce another child yeah in a lot of eyes that's scary they shouldn't have a child if that's where the consummation of like marriage you know what that's mm. what it was what it was um if we start allowing just hold on we back it up yeah, yeah, yeah. the um ogrefeld versus hodges yes go back case um definitely brought up an opinion saying if we change the consummation of marriage to 
um, not male, female, but all male, male, female, female, would our life expectancy with reproduction? Mm. They were bringing up reproduction, like lowering, because we were allowing more frivolous acts. It wouldn't be about the child. The act of, like, it goes into marriage is like the idea of reproduction. Yeah. And so they're ruining the definition of the consummation of marriage by allowing a man and a man because it's no longer about the child, it's about the adult. That was one perspective that the they were really running with. And like, it does, it, it, and like, that's a very responsible question to ask, you know, would this impact the future? And like, would our reproduction rates go down? And like, what effect this would have? And there's no... There's no science necessarily or accurate enough of a calendar and it wasn't presented then. There was no real prosecution or defense that could say like, hey, this is really going to affect us in the future um, for that to even go through. Um, but yeah, that was one that totally just triggered it in me to totally that's, remember that. That's so fascinating that they bring a population into this because like on one hand, like I understand the thought process. However, our population is out of control i'm not saying that we need population control by the way like that sounded really (laughs) but we're i mean we're just like growing as a society Mm -hmm. so to think that like that's a huge concern it is when you need it to be and of course but then you think about how many people are in private and public like adoption centers um how dare you have friends outside of this i'm just kidding it's my dad (laughs) how dare you dad i'm just kidding but like you think about like how many kids are in you know private and public adoption centers Mm -hmm. and like those kids need a home and they need a happy and healthy home. So why wouldn't that be an issue that's like discussed or looked at, right? Saying that like the people that cannot bear children, like would be the first to go to these adoption centers and provide mm-hmm. these kids like a happy and healthy home yeah. in which there's also no data and no studies shown that same sex couplers or people in same sex marriages are providing like an unhealthy home, right? There's like studies on both sides saying like, they're happy and healthy and have the same opportunity as somebody in a heterosexual home. And you think about, you can make that same argument of saying like, okay, well, what about all those kids that are in a heterosexual home that are, you know, growing up with no money. They have, um, they're not in the right, like schooling district. Like they have abusive parents. Um, no matter whether it's physical, sexual, you know, like why are we not talking about that either? But we're looking to take away the rights of like same sex people who again are amazing, incredible people. Mm -hmm. And again, everyone has a story, right? There could be terrible people on both sides, but we're talking about the healthy, happy couples, couples, couples that can provide like solid homes. Like that to Mm -hmm. me just registers as like such a normal thought to think like, Oh my God, we could generally be providing such like a healthy home. I, I don't know. And going and like how hard what you brought up with your friends that mm-hmm. had multiple hoops to go through yeah you're definitely building even more just by not making it that more accessible it you have no argument of like plea because we have to go through a lot more to yeah. even get the rights similar mm-hmm. to a, a heterosexual couple and so that's money that's time that's patience that's yeah. will There's so many times you can probably say, I'm out. You know what? This has been hard enough. It's taken a lot on our relationship and like we can't do it. We're not in the right place. We have multiple times and we're not making that mistake of accidentally not working on them Mm -hmm. and like going through and like having a child by mistake. Yeah. We are making the active decision 
to generate or adopt yeah. a child. And so most likely we will be more financially ready and prepared. Yeah. And I'm not saying every place or person out there that accidentally has a child isn't financially well prepared, but that's unpredictable. This is predictable. It's yes. planned. It's it's talked about. It's generated. There's a lot more thought and energy that goes into that kind of decision. Yeah. And then having to face that like scrutiny as well. And then you go on the back end of like us raising that child as far as like two men and the things we had to go through, like advertly enough, the way I would think of it, it's like, I'd be pushing my child in any direction or facet, no judgment that they want to go in. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there's like, um, the, the topic of like raising an African American family, as far as you have to wear your skin. And like, that's something that you're like held against, but like there could still be like within, um, and I'm less educated on this, obviously, but within those communities, certain like demeanors or prejudices against certain like careers mm-hmm. or lifestyles and like how you want to live. But like an inward fact of like an inward thought such as your home, like your sexuality, it's so more, it plays on your like fears to exude like what a societal thing conveys. And so you're going to push your child in whatever direction you're going to hope for the best as far as I don't want you yeah. to feel anything like this. Go yeah. further, 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 further. Like you're just going to pray for the world. At least that's like, that's my optimism. That's definitely the energy I'm going to be if I decide to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting for the yeah. person that's going to change my mind about that. No, I, I feel you there. I mean, coming from somebody that doesn't want children, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, if that happens in my future, I yeah. would want my child to be like as yeah. happy as possible. And like, I want to want to take away a moment. Yeah. Well, you think about like too, like on in that vein, it's, you know, you look at the discrimination that you had faced, right? Like growing up or anyone has faced, that's kind of like, or anyone has faced that's in that um, situation. And you want to lead your child to like a better path to Mm -hmm. not, you know, make those same mistakes to like, look at the world really like open eyed and open hearted. And I think that it provides like more opportunity for like a very like equal world, a more equal world, Mm -hmm. because I don't think we'll ever get to full equality, no. um, no matter what you're talking about. Um, so I, like, again, it's just so difficult for me to kind of like understand that. And it looks like as of, um, I believe, yeah. So Gallup reported that in 2014, um, most people believe, so 63% of people, I'm sorry, believe that same sex marriage should adopt, which is a large number increase because I believe it was like 40% a couple years prior. So a 20% jump, which is like really incredible to see, but it makes me wonder, you know, what are those, you know? 35, 37%, I can't math, 37% like thinking and like Uh, as to why. But I think that kind of goes by to, you know, like religious views and like the true like biblical kind of like Mm -hmm. sense of marriage, Mm -hmm. but still not saying that any of that is right. But, and it's a big wish of mine to like say, I hope this transpires more into religious communities as well. Like I know there's a place for, I, I actively, I had a friend who passed away in the moment after they had passed away. I went and went to my catholic church mm-hmm. and sat down with my catholic friend mm-hmm. and whether or not this other life form exists as far as heaven and hell or whatever spiritual practice you believe in that was the only one i ever knew of growing up and like whatever path there is afterwards if there is i was just hoping for the best and saying that like 
I want a good path and I want yeah. this person to like succeed. And it's yeah. just wishful thinking that there's a place for every single identity to belong in a place like that. Like I think yeah. there is an expansiveness and like hopefully in the future religion doesn't shut out that or it would it would increase and like there's certain churches that advocate and like the bible doesn't disobey or like doesn't disobey homosexuality and like it incorporates you're just reading it wrong like mm-hmm. yeah there's that text but i like hopefully there's like an umbrella effect here that starts yeah. forming where all the like uh, there's more collectives because i think it's a really it is a double-edged sword because like it's very culty yeah. <laughs> like, associating any time and space and like that much effort into like one being 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 god um and like that can be a very like weird thing to say out loud but like i'm just looking at it from a place that i don't do that on the right sure. i don't devote myself to yeah. anyone like that i'm more selfish yeah. in the way that i think inwardly and like me giving my best every single day yeah. for the people around me and having that hand in like the playing of life because it's at the end of the day it's like if Poseidon walks, you know, Jesus walks and like whatever you want to associate with on that title, that's where I'm like comfortable and like celebrating anything and all things. But mind you, by the way, really quickly on the religious side, it's just Mm. a very subjective opinion. So I just want to make that clear that this isn't like, you know, everyone needs to believe one thing or another. (laughs) But I, you know, I, I understand that somebody like on the other side can be like, I don't know. Like, I don't want anybody to get offended when this is just like a two person kind of like discussion. That so. is very true. Yeah. Now there's people that could definitely go off the rails because it's, it's yeah. very, it is a ritual as far as like yes. practicing something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's just, and it's kind of crazy cause there's like a lot of when it comes to adoption, there's like a lot of, I think like moral judgment that still happens, um, on the kind of like same sex, uh, couple side. But it's just, what's insane to me is that, again, it it doesn't come down to any evidence that doesn't show that same-sex households aren't fit. There's absolutely none. Again, unless it goes down to, like, those kind of aspects of, like, holding it to, like, a religious standpoint. Um, Again, and I only say that because it started as, like, a religious construct. Mm -hmm. Um, But then what about the separation of church and state, right? So much we can argue here. So We can go on and on. It's just like we're bringing it up in a space, a safe place right now. Talking like do what you will with the conversation kind of thing. No, for sure. Um, Speaking of sex. (laughs) You like how I just casually. (laughs) She wants to flip the the script now. I know. Well, we'll, we'll do like a little easier transition. So we were talking, I know, so I know you mentioned, um, so we kind of wanted to talk about like the naughty, the naughty Mm -hmm. side of, um, same sex couples and sex. Um, but I started doing a little bit of research cause you had just mentioned, we were talking via like text and email and you were like, Oh, there's no education on, on same sex. And I was like, Oh, you're right. Like it didn't even spark. Not only do we not have any education on like you know, um, heterosexual couples, it's fucking rare. I'm sorry. Condom over banana. My fucking God. <laughs> like that is just like virtually useless, Yeah. but same sex couples as well. So I pulled some stats, um, Go for it. so in education, um, apparently that it's only legally mandated that you cover sex ed in tw- 22 States. Now 12 mandate teaching contraception, seven require medically accurate information and then ages 18 to 19 years old, um, 41% of them say that they know little about condoms and 75% say they know little about birth control. How 
insane are those stats? I'm kind of, you're, I, I have no reaction, no words to that. 75% are uneducated on like birth control. And, and you wonder why the population's soaring now. <laughs> right. But, but really, but then it's like, but that's like, you know, where you look at like the adoption centers and why mm-hmm. those rates are so high and then why there's so many people that are like it unfit to be parents. It just goes in circles right there. Yeah. Um, so I guess I want to like open up the floor to you. When it comes to um, like same sex sex. Ooh, you want to know how I learned? Yeah, actually. Yeah, let's. I, yeah, I learned yeah. off of um, a porn, b which also awful. Yeah, that's the first place for a a, a young gay man to yeah. learn is like looking at it and like identifying like what, like this is not what I'm taught at all. My little Catholic household, I'm literally thinking about like a penis entering the vagina. Yeah. And all like transparency, you know, and you just don't even imagine the other side. So you're literally like fetishizing it growing up, but like super unhealthy. Um, And just porn in general. And like you're leading with like the fantasy that porn builds, Oh God! you know, because it's production, it's staged and everything. And then when like you get to high school and like someone randomly just like, and like grinder, we went into grinders a little like, oh, don't even do it. Never met up with anyone, obviously. I don't know if I mentioned that in the thing. But um, basically, like, it just super unhealthy scenarios. And then in high school, when you're <laughs> when you're going in and you are losing your virginity and you are testing the waters, you don't even think to think about, like, lube or something. Like, you don't know how sensitive those areas are. You don't know anything. Like, that porn is not going to teach you. They're not doing any of the prepping. They're just going into the fucking... Like, <laughs> that is everything about that situation. And obviously, it being, like, a closeted matter, you're not going to be able to, like, just talk about it with your dad and be like, hey, dad, how do I put my dick in another man? Or how do I receive a dick... I mean, but even Lord though, Almighty. but not even that. I mean, this goes down to like even like um, heterosexual couples like having sex. It's like, dude, like you know, TMI, <laughs> TMI, but like you know, dudes will like you fuck. Okay, I don't know why I'm like weird about this right now. But like, say you're like in there like doggy style, right? And they're like fucking you from behind, yep. and then boom, it slips into a wrong hole, and they're going like literally fifty miles an hour up there. Nobody educates you on how to react, so you're flying from one end to the room to the other. That shit's painful. It's like, no, there's got to be, again, like you said, right? Like there's prep. At least we're like lubricated on one end. So it flies in. It's a little bit easier. Yeah, I can't imagine that the other. Natural little moisture, you oh know. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> my butthole just clenched. <laughs> but it's insane. So like, so you are, I'm sorry, what generation are you? So I'm on the millennial side. Are you Gen Z? Well, I don't know, I 2001. I think that, I because you're at a high school, so the generation right before you, so what I heard the other day, somebody cross-checked me, but um, apparently kids are, like, watching so much porn. They're finding ways to, like, watch a lot of porn in, like, high school, and what's happening now is, I guess, like, people having, like, the rates of, like, people having sex have increased, but they're having, like, pornographic style sex so it's like super aggressive super, super intense and people like think that that's like the norm yeah like, it's yeah. super fetishized and i was like damn that's insane because i don't even think like i probably started watching porn until i was probably like out of high school to be honest oh, wow. 
I started um, like third grade. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just like, I, I think I was just like in a really like conservative household. Mm. So it's like when you grew up with, you know, like parents that really don't talk about it, it's not a, it's not a thing. And mm-hmm. like, you really don't learn anything in school. Mm. And mind you, like I was having sex, but I was like having like the only sex that I knew, right? Like yeah. dead fish style, <laughs> questionable. And then you're like, oh, like, I guess this is how it's done. Yeah. Right. Um, so basically you like learn as you go, but I was like, I can't like, now I'm just like shocked kind of like looking at this and being like, Oh my God, kids are watching like fucking like Sasha gray go ham. And they're like, this is how it's done. And I'm like, that's not, you can't sustain that kind of like aggressive behavior no. or like the James Dean of this world. Like, and no, leave it off. It's like an expectation. Like where's the romanticism? Or yeah. So like, do you, so, okay. So you started with watching porn, I guess. Like, how did that progress? Do you like, feel like you're able to have like open and honest conversations with like your partners or do you feel like there is more, um, cause you mentioned something about, um, there's like pressure when it comes to that. There's obviously like no education. So like, what does that look like? Oh, in the community? so like pressure is like, like, I think this is all like couples in general as far mm-hmm. as when one's more experienced than the other because yeah. like it's very like fearing to like let that sensitive part of yourself go and like be taken by someone um there's definitely pressure though from like outside sources like grinder or like there's like far more we got into like the predation of those apps and like how high and like with hiv being really present and like yeah. um like it was what three out of five people i don't remember it's uh, it, was, it was a pretty big number but so young men who have sex with men um it, the stats show ages 13 to 29 that uh it's more than two-thirds are hiv infected yeah which big, is an insane big insane number to look at well and like yeah uh <laughs> but there's no education on that either no they're no, like, I mean, even like if this, you look at like STIs now, even for like, yeah, again, like everything. Like, yeah. Heterosexual out of the, too. It's, it's almost like it's left out of the picture and you're just yeah. meant to like walk with that in life. Yeah. So I guess like, how does that, like, again, I'm like so curious to know, like, is there like, like, is there an openness or discussion? So say like you're expected to be like more versed or more like more educated or more experienced or whatever the terminology you want to use. Like, is that just like in the way that like you're communicating with somebody or is that like, there's None a dominance kind of that happens. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. yeah, no, I'm like, you pick and choose. At least I have, I've been very selective yeah. and like, um, for better or for worse, but like, it's never gotten to the point where I had to question it. And like, I've lent it off to being like, I prefer doing these things. I would hope you do the opposite kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like, um, but more as I've gone and like comfortable with like my own sexuality and like my own personality too. Those things have kind of like formed a, like mm-hmm. a little, like they've hugged each other. They used to be very, like one was very off the table and like fetishized. One was very like freelancing willy dilly. But when they come together, I'm like, mm, no, I can, I can, I can definitely like verse and like bed and like, in gay terms, the bottom is the one that takes it up the ass. The top is the one that puts it in the ass. Mm-hmm, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone that was like, um, yeah, let's yeah. not dance around this and, like yeah. anymore. A verse is someone who takes the bottom bunk and the bottom or top limp okay. on occasion and will like do. And then when you have a couple that both are verse, you have a lot more options. Yeah. A lot more options to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see just the face that you made. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> is there any other, I guess, like terminology that's like common that people would not be aware of? I don't know. Otter, uh, bear, uh, daddy. Uh, okay, daddy makes sense. You know, daddy. Um, uh, there's so many things. Like, I, I watched this show called. Um, I oh want to say God, it's I'm, Are You the One? Uh, queer Eye. Not oh. Queer Eye. Um, queer as Folk. And queer as folk, there's, there's, they go to this bar and there's like the baths where like you, you just receive like public head basically or public sex, whatever the yeah. f- you want. And it's funny because there's all forms of like, they do like a spirit night where it's like leather daddies and then like, you know, but that's all couples and yeah. the gay community. It's just like, I think there's a level of like celebration behind it okay. or stuff like that. Like it's very like. Because it's both guys. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, guys are very, like, mm, in with sex. And I'm only addressing, like, I, I don't know as much as far as, like, lesbian couples or anything like that. I wish I knew more, obviously. But I'm not a girl who likes a girl. Anywho. Um, but, like, with guys, it's, like, very, like, you know, like, guys have the notorious f- affection for just, like, fucking sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. we just, you know, horny. Whatever it is. But so, like, that's where I think, like, sex is more celebrated. It's, like... Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pile drive each other. <laughs> That's wild. I like never even like thought about it that way. It's it's definitely a culture in itself. And like there's like you go to gay pride festivals, like you see a lot and like a normal like if you take a vanilla ass couple and you like put them on the streets with that they're gonna think they just entered Alice in Wonderland on crack like <laughs> You're just saying, like, there's just more, like, openness to have sex. Oh, yeah. Openness to, like, fetishes, Mm. like, you know, like, play and, like, have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, a lot more. I I don't know because I'm not in the perspective of a heterosexual couple, but, like, and you just brought up a fact in all couples as far as, like, trying more, like, experimental sex that could be what I'm talking about goes for everyone. But just from what I know, it's a lot more, like, if you're growing up on Grindr where the Grindr guys literally telling you like please like suck my toes like (laughs) you're gonna do it because you feel the pressure and you feel the need to like be like connected in that way because it's not accessible at your age yeah and you're not like getting it at high school or whatever you're the only gay kid in school like this is not my example, by the way. I was, I was going <laughs> like, to ask you that. Question. I was like, you want to talk about it? No. No, I do not. <laughs> I've only ever known one person with a foot fetish, and it was like the most I have been gotten experience. there myself. No. Definitely, like, the farthest is, like, like in, like gay relationships, like, obviously, like, eating ass is a really, like, common thing. So, like, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty vanilla because I'm more, like, romantic. Like, I explained, yeah. like, I'm very, like, sensitive with, like, that side. But, mm-hmm. like, there's still the side that's, like, please just know how to fuck. Like, yeah. that's all I'm asking at the end of the day. Like, that's also romantic to me when someone can really, like, take the mood and take it there and, like, set it down and, like, just fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's like the I'm older we horny. get too. Yep. That's okay. I mean, I can't help you here, but <laughs> sorry, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Brad. Um, that's hilarious. But I guess so. Like moving forward, right? When it comes to sex education, like what do you think for let's go same sex specific couples? What do you think is like the best way to like to I guess like deliver education? You start off by saying it's okay to have that kind of relationship. You know, you start there and say it's, you have to approach it that it's not different. Yeah. And then going into it, you have to provide like, this is the area, like this is like, 
confusing. Like if you're feeling this way and this is like, there's the bottom bunk, there's the top bunk, there's the in-between bunk. Like Mm -hmm. that's a hard thing to explain to someone who doesn't probably know about it themselves. And that can be part of the conversation as to why it's not educated is because it's almost like impeding. Um, there's that side of it, but then there's the side that it's almost necessary to like just deliver as general information for all people to understand it's as important as a heterosexual couple to understand that about gay sex yeah so they have it in like their wheelhouse of like education like mm-hmm. that's just something that everyone should hold with themselves but yeah it it all goes down to the same basis of practicing safe sex because even though you're not producing a kid you still don't know what you're contr- you've contracted possibly or what yeah. you're carrying on and like like i said with guys being more horny like you definitely have people who have like and I've been with someone, unfortunately, who has had more than 100 partners. Yeah. And like that, I don't know how often you'll find, and so young, um, like a, a heterosexual couple our age, my age, 19, yeah. who's had that many people. It's rare, on, I feel like. At, on Grindr, you can just, you can find three people in a day if you wanted to. Like that's how like, not desperate. Yes, desperate desperate there are of people like if i wanted to oh my god like we have a ball like (laughs) like every single day but it's not my not my intention so yeah do you think that that should be a discussion for like the education system or do you think that that should go down to like your household i i want to say both like i i feel like if you're raising a child you should have that like conversation like in general and like Mm -hmm. try to educate your child and just like hope for the best because you don't well you care about your child obviously you're raising them you're spending money on them it's your investment right there baby Mm -hmm. like come on don't ruin it (laughs) real expensive (laughs) (laughs) like uh so i would hope for both and like um it's hard when it comes to education because even like we said like even with it's it's sad to say heterosexual couples got it first but like um, even with that, there's a lack of education. So all around, it just needs improving. Yeah. You know, it just, in general, we need more sex education. Yeah. I think even like, again, going down to like, just like the heterosexual couples. Cause I was like, dude, the one class that I had in the fifth grade that I don't remember anything from, like just like a projector screen on like a rolled in TV, like that, that there's nothing that I remembered. And I personally, I took the condom banana as an example from like movies, but we didn't even do that. We just watched like a singular video of saying like, this is like the vagina and like this is like how sex is done like basically but you don't talk about like you know ovulation you don't talk about sperm count you don't talk about all these other things that like Mm -hmm. basically play into it Mm -hmm. um and but it's hard i think that it also is like the maturity level too right where it's like you assume like oh my gosh these kids like can't handle like such a serious topic because they're all gonna giggle and laugh but at the end of the day i'm like if a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old is going to go and be having sex and exploring their bodies, like they need to at least understand like that there was a risk involved on all mm-hmm. these like issues. Right. And um, with who and yeah. Yeah. And also I think like for parents, like the, I'm sure that it is, it is tough. Like if you do have, um, if you do have a like gay son or daughter, like, and you're not first, like, obviously you say you're like in a hetero relationship, like mm-hmm. you don't know how to educate mm-hmm. that son, but do the research. Yeah, It's yeah. like doing the research and putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation so that you can save your offspring, like from dealing with, you know, any kind of like STIs or whatever else that's like out there or like, 
any judgments like or I, I don't know like what else but you guys well, worst like case scenario like reverting to like the second step in me like luckily there was a person in high school that like i was able to like be comfortable with yeah. and like it was a very closeted relationship mm-hmm. and like definitely a lot of like problems came from that independently yeah. but they were really good in approaching like because it was unfortunately our both of our first times and yeah. <laughs> the first couple times you're willing up but if say i didn't have that step and my second step had been like grinder mm-hmm. there's a lot of dangerous opportunities like the accessibility is so not there that if you were to never approach it, never talk about it, you could be putting your child in like harm's way. Yeah. Like in a very out there hypothetical, but like yeah. it is a very big reality. And there's definitely been a lot of people um, that have been trafficked and like mm-hmm. abused, sexually harassed, sexually raped and murdered. Yeah. And just, I think, with the accessibility of sex right now, it's, like, that much more important. Because, like, even, like, for my generation, like, I didn't have my first cell phone until I was 14. You know what I mean? But I, dude, I only imagine, like, finding, like, dating sites and sex sites when I was, like, 12. You know? Like, I I can't imagine that. Like, that's insane. Like, the decisions I could have made. Granted, I was, like, a super questionably looking child. But not the point. (laughs) The point is, is, like, I probably would have gotten myself in a situation that, Mm -hmm. you know, that god forbid get trafficked or like raped or mm-hmm. anything that's like <clears throat> excuse me that's you know unfortunate that nobody should ever go through but like now at a young age because you're not educated enough to get on these platforms and there's really no yeah as much as there are like age provisions on there yeah. they're really being regulated no. you can lie about anything uh-huh. these days uh-huh. um you know what i mean i just think mm-hmm. about like going online to like balsboyne.com and they're like are you over 21 and i'm like I mean, sure. I, am. I am, but I'm like, yeah, sure. And write yeah. it like a fake age, right? But like, think about how many people actually do that. Yeah. No, but like, whatever site you're on. Mm-hmm. So, but yes. So, on that note, um, I guess I'll like leave the floor to you. Is there anything else you want to like? You know, a weird thing for me personally is like lately, ever since this whole like our last conversation, mm-hmm. um, in many ways, I've thought about like what. You know how I brought up, like, I've never really, like, came out or done anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I've been, I've been, like, molding into a form of, like, saying, like, queer Mm -hmm. and, like, being comfortable, like, as far as labels. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, like, a girlfriend calls me, like, hey, girl. I'm, like, go for it. You can just call me a guy. You can call me a girl. You can call me they, them. Like, I don't know what expression to like identify with because like I'm okay with it all. Like I'm not going to knock you off. Like I'm me. I'm living like in my own shoes and like whatever you're comfortable with, like go for it. Like the times have like rolled through and like, you know, honestly it is like a nice thing. And like, I don't want to say like, I'm never going to end up with a female for whatever reason. Like, I don't know what my mindset's Mm going to be in 50 years. Like I know what it is now. I know I'm, definitely stay away from a vagina if i saw mm-hmm. one and boobs don't <laughs> make sense don't make sense to me right now but like what if there's someone that just like sweeps me off my feet and yeah. like i don't know what like i think there is like the side of saying like you're born with it yada yada but at the same time like what if we're even wrong about that like leaving that and like that's the that's the activism and like carrying that with me and like that yeah. energy i think it's re- it's been really healthy and it's been really fun as yeah. far as saying like 
yeah, go for it. Whatever you want. Yeah. I'm here. But I think that like falls into, right? The, that like fluidity scale that we talk about. It's yeah. just not saying that you're on one side or the other. It's literally saying like, Hey, I'm open to, to where like life kind of, you know, it's taken. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever like life throws at me or like, however I choose to kind of like integrate this into my life or how I feel, um, what I do. Like you said, somebody mm-hmm. walks in, I'm not knocking them out because I'm identifying as this hard X, Y, and Z. Um, no, but I love that you said that. And I think these are all like important topics for, for people to think about. And I definitely like implore people who like think that they are like on one aggressive side of the scale versus another to think that, <clears throat> are you really confined by this construct or are you open to saying like, Hey, like love can easily be fluid Yeah, in so many different ways, or I too can be fluid in so many different yeah. ways. And like, um, the more that we learn, the more that we educate, the more that we like understand about ourselves and, mm. you know, like there's so much, I think that of the mind that's like not unlocked. I think it's something like what it, it's like a under 5% or something of our, of, of our conscious use. mind yeah. that's actually like used. Yeah. What about the other 95%? Uh-huh. Like how insane is that to think about that? There's like <laughs> so much more out there that we just don't even like know that could be like opened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really just, I don't know, fascinating to think about, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we covered, so we covered like <laughs> seven different topics today. <laughs> I could keep going. Like I said last time, it's going to happen again. You yeah. already know. You all can look for Maria in the future to be on yeah. my podcast. That is a two way street, baby. I love it. And too, like, I would love to know if like, there's like anything that somebody's really like looking to like learn about. Maybe they don't have the time to research. Like if you want to hear like our opinions on it, like I would love to like do like a, like a user submission kind oh. of pod. I know I did like a, I know I did an IG post about that where I'm like, what do you guys want to hear about yeah. in the dating sphere? And like, I think we covered like all of those topics, but would love for anybody to like submit, um, even like follow-ups being like, Oh, like you mentioned this would mm-hmm. love to hear more about it. Like dude, anything. Yeah. Um, and then I will plug your pod. So for anybody that's like super interested in learning a little bit more about Noah, the Noah so, it all. Yes. Noah hyphen Noah it, all. it all. Yeah. Super, super proud of you. Did all the art yourself, right? All the branding. Uh, I, I commissioned someone to do okay, the okay. illustration, just did the gotcha. text and like all that. But yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But still, but still production on your end, which is yeah. super great. <laughs> You're going to do big things in either way. Like, I think it's just going to be a good avenue. Like I always tell people like, this is basically therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just cheers one more time. I love you. Cheers. I love this you. Thank you for coming so on. Good. I know every time. Oh.